Hey friends, welcome back to It's Not You, It's the System, a podcast for getting self-blame, messy family stuff, and internalized oppression out of the way so that you can make the impact you're here for. I'm Lauren K. Roberts, and I'm an anti-capitalist coach and content strategist who helps community change agents navigate inner work, relationship skills, and their public-facing messaging. And this means everyone from non-traditional political leaders to their campaign staff to heart-centered entrepreneurs and everyday activists and organizers. And I'm recording this Saturday the 26th the Saturday after what we call Thanksgiving in the U.S., and I have a tarot spread to help bring us back to center, home to ourselves and to each other after what is undeniably a grief-filled week, especially following the Club Q shooting last weekend in Colorado Springs, about an hour south of where I live in Denver. Thursday was also the day of mourning, aka Thanksgiving, and there's also the inherent grief that lives right next to this honoring and celebrating of Native American Heritage Month, which is coming to a close on November 30th at the end of the month. And I say all that just to acknowledge that this is a really complicated time and week for many of us, more so for the most marginalized folks, whether you're indigenous or food insecure. And I also, next to that, hope that you're able to get some rest and care over this weekend, however small that might be, even if you're working. And by the way, shout out to retail workers who don't really get time off right now. I've worked my share of Black Fridays slinging yoga pants at Lululemon. So solidarity, friends. Over here, Kyle and I were able to take Thursday and Friday mostly off, thanks to him being a government employee and me being my own boss. I pulled a college-style all-nighter on Thursday while finally watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Where has this been in my life? This is still season one, so pre-Jen Shaw legal scandal, and I'm very invested in seeing what happens when she gets arrested while filming during season two. Very excited. But so far, I, of course, am obsessed with Heather Gay. She's hilarious, and it's fascinating to watch her as she exits Mormonism and reclaims her life as a single mom to these three daughters. I love Whitney Rose, her dad's story of addiction recovery. I'm so grateful that they are sharing that. Shout out to her and her dad and just for putting it out there and showing what it's like after you've gotten into recovery and how it's not a linear path as you continue to move back into your life and take care of yourself. So I, yeah, anyway, I guess we need some episodes here where I get into Real Housewives because frankly, a few of those franchises, namely Real Housewives of New York, have been a big part of my life for going on 13 years and I am fascinated by these women and how complicated they are and of course the dynamics that happen between them usually interestingly because of the shitty men in their lives and a whole bunch of internalized misogyny about each other it's not them it's the system for example i'm thinking about luann going off on bethany and making her the enemy just because bethany tells her that tom was cheating so anyway 
I could do many, many episodes on that, and maybe I will. So yeah, I stayed up listening to cult podcasts and watching Bravo while finishing a puzzle on Thursday and also ate a cheese ball that has sparked a rosacea breakout and pretty unpleasant (laughs) inflammation throughout my body. So I'm spending today, Saturday, reckoning with my 30s body and what she can handle. Apparently, that does not include all-nighters and cheese balls anymore. But before I share anything else on not such a light note, I'm sending extra love to the trans and queer folks listening. It's incredibly fucked up that this is not a safe world for you. My heart breaks with yours, and those of us who are cis and straight have so much work to continue if we want to be true comrades and co-conspirators. If you have the means, I'm putting donation links to the GoFundMes that directly support survivors and victims' families of the Club Q shooting. Please don't donate through organizations. Those are really designed to gatekeep resources. So yeah, please give directly to the GoFundMes. And if you're local to Denver, Hope Tank, the gift shop in Social Enterprise here in City Park West, is collecting gift cards. So Club Q survivors and the families can have immediate support because GoFundMe donations can take a little bit to be processed and released. You can drop gift cards off at Hope Tank at 1434 East 22nd Avenue. Just put them in the mail slot on the door because Hope Tank is only open to the public on Sundays. I will also link to Hope Tank's Instagram post in the show notes if you want more info. And by the way, definitely consider buying gifts for your loved ones from them. Hope Tank is owned by Erica Ryder, and she is in deep relationship with our community here in Denver. And they just have really cute stuff, so check it out. So on to the meat of our episode. I've been thinking a lot lately when I journal and pull tarot cards in my own practice around the idea of what am I composting in order to make room for what I'm planting and reclaim some of my energy? For example, maybe you are aware already that All the Fuck In, my other podcast that I co-host with my dear friend Tristan Katz, is coming to a close after more than two years. We are so proud of what we've created and not just the conversations we had together, which I so enjoyed and appreciated, but also these guests we've had. Oh my God, we've had some incredible people on. And as I shared last week, some of them are going to be coming on to It's Not You, It's the System in the coming weeks and months. But yeah, it was not an easy decision, even though it was an obvious decision, if that makes sense. This is very bittersweet because yeah, Tristan, again, is a dear friend and We'll have plenty of opportunities to still talk to each other and hang out on Zoom and hopefully visit each other more. But I I was feeling and they were feeling that it just feels like a natural conclusion for the podcast. And we actually jumped on a Zoom to catch up about a bunch of different stuff a few months back. And I was going in being like, okay, I think I need to bring up bringing this to a close. And Tristan <laughs> kicked off the conversa- conversation and was like, I think I need to quit the podcast. And I was like, oh my God, me too. (laughs) So it just made sense. And that's an example of just because we're composting something and pulling that up and 
taking it out of our garden to continue with that metaphor, it doesn't mean it wasn't something we loved. And that's why I like using the compost metaphor too, because I'm not throwing something away. I am so proud of what we've done and loved the process. I loved the journey, even if the conclusion is not to continue it forever. So I'm very excited to see where Tristan puts this additional energy and time that they have. And same for me. I don't think this podcast would have been born had we not decided to bring all the fuck in to a close. So the other thing I'm thinking about is what seeds am I planting? And then, of course, what am I harvesting? And I love to think about, because peonies are my favorite flower, I love thinking about a peony bush that I'm tending. And there might be lots of different flowers and offshoots because I have a lot of different things going on. I definitely am multi-passionate. I never want to just focus on one thing, one job, one gig, one client, but it's all connected. And I have to tell you a funny story before I go on that's kind of unrelated, but related. When I was, I must have been in middle school maybe, and we were driving down 146th Street with my mom and stepdad and my sister and I are in the backseat. We are, I don't know, we were probably driving to Fort Wayne because we went up there a lot with family there and my dad living there. And we drove by this, I guess it was a landscaping store a plant store and they had this sign outside one of those signs where you know you can change the lettering on it to make it say different things and it said we have penis we have penis and we were like wait what and my mom goes i think they mean peonies and being from indiana we have a different kind of accent and the further south you go Usually south of Indianapolis, things start to get a little twangier, especially southern Indiana into Kentucky. We start to sound more like southerners than Midwesterners. We were like, oh, in someone's mind, they hear folks from Indiana say peenies, not peonies, peenies, and just phonetically came up with P-E-N-I-S, penis. So I think of that story a lot. I have a peony tattooed on my arm. I am obsessed with them for the six weeks they're actually here. But I will never forget that sign of Marble, Indiana. Anyway, these days, though, going along with this metaphor of composting, planting, harvesting, I tend to pull tarot most days. It always comes back into my practice as the year comes to a close and the days get shorter. I just feel, I don't know, I I feel less inclined to go out into nature quite as much, I guess. So my practice becomes more reflective and journal-y. But today I pulled three cards. I'm just opening my notebook here with the intention of sharing them with you. And they were completely speaking to me personally too. So Whatever season of life you are in with your business, with your family, with your other work in the world, I think that these can apply to all of us in different ways. So let's see. Our first card, Seven of Pentacles. And I use this Smith Rider Waite tarot deck, kind of the classic deck. And so I'm going to use some gendered language to describe the characters on it, but just know tarot has no gender. It is 
full spectrum of all the genders. Just want to acknowledge that. But Seven of Pentacles, you see a person leaning against his, it looks like a rake or a shovel, looking at a bush. And pentacles look like coins. In my deck, they have a pentacle, a star shaped, drawn on them, or star shape, I should say, drawn on them. And there are seven of them because it's seven of pentacles. And pentacles in the tarot generally represent the body, sometimes money, resources, earthly things, things in this physical realm rather than intellectual or emotional or spiritual. And this person is gazing down at maybe his peony bush or his plant that he has clearly been tending. And the vibe is a little bit of impatience. The vibe is, I'm going to stare at you until you grow. It's like watching a pot as you try to boil water. Sevens, I've learned from Lindsay Mack, a fantastic tarot teacher who I I'm obsessed with her podcast, Tarot for the Wild Soul, but she talks about sevens as coming back to center, coming back home to ourselves, coming back to our body in this case when we're thinking about pentacles. And it's a very gentle card. It's a gentle tap on the shoulder reminder from spirit, the universe, God, nature, whatever you feel comfortable using as this word that encompasses all the things and all the ways we are interconnected and alive. It's this reminder that we can trust the timing of our life. We don't have to struggle. We don't have to be impatient about the seeds we're planting. And maybe there's fruit on the tree or buds on your peony bush, but they're not quite ready to be picked or cut to have a beautiful display of flowers in your home. Maybe they're still closed. Maybe all you see are little tiny sprouts coming out of the ground. That's part of the process. I can't remember who said that quote. I feel like it's a very wise philosopher. Nature does not hurry and yet everything is accomplished. And Lindsay Mack also talked about sometimes this card might feel like a failure to launch. That might be the story we're telling ourselves about what's going on with us and the seeds we've planted, whether that's financial or work you're doing in a relationship or in your family. But that doesn't mean that something's not happening underneath the ground. A lot happens in ways that we can't see under the soil. And our job is just to continue trusting and planting and tending and pull out weeds, plants that are out of place, put them on the compost pile or move them somewhere else so that we can continue tending these intentions and goals that we set for whatever realm of life is coming up for us at the time. I also think about the meme that goes around every once in a while where there's an avocado and the whole vibe is not yet, not yet, not yet, too late. (laughs) So there needs to be a lot of present moment tending to see, is this ready to eat? Am I ready for this avocado? Because I don't want to miss the moment when it is ready to be harvested, when it is ripe. So today for me, I'm just celebrating how far I've come and how I've tended to my journey rather than this destination. And I'm letting myself go slow and steady. And even though 
to be transparent with you, resources have been challenging for me the last couple of years, in part because for much of 2021, I was recovering from some mental health stuff that came back up, in part because medication was challenging and in part because I got content warning physically attacked in September 2021. It was a whole thing. And then struggling through the legal process. And I did choose to press charges, which I felt very conflicted about as an abolitionist. And, you know, this was a white guy with resources. So I felt maybe not as conflicted as I would have had it been someone more marginalized than I am. It was exhausting. And all that is to say, I did not work as much as I would have in a different circumstance last year. So my income went way down. I am paying off some tax debt and some credit card debt that accumulated during the last couple of years that were tough financially. And I also remind myself consistently, (laughs) even when it's tough to remember, that after being in that narcissistically abusive relationship for, I guess, for four years of my life, between 2014 and 2018, my earning was just not the same. My mental health was not the same. So I'm also financially recovering from that period of time. So I just share that because maybe that's what you are facing too. And if I am not mindful of tending to my mental health and staying focused on what's right in front of me, I can very easily spiral into some fear and stories about bills I won't be able to pay this month or, oh my God, it's almost the end of the year. How am I going to meet some of these goals that I very ambitiously set at the beginning of the year? Maybe not at the time taking into consideration (laughs) life happening. And rather than sitting with that fear, which is real, I'm not saying it's not real. Resources can be scarce for many of us at times. I also have a lot of support, perhaps that not everyone has, but I do have support and I am okay. And there are some sprouts coming up. I have some exciting new work coming through with different collaborators, both here locally and remotely in other parts of the country and even the world. And so I'm just working on trusting the timing of my life and reminding myself what my business coach, Lena West, says, which is if you want to know why certain things are going on in your business, look at what was happening three and six months ago. Three months ago, we were moving (laughs) in a big financial crunch, paying two rents for a couple of weeks. Six months ago, there was some scary stuff going on when my sister had her baby prematurely. It's not surprising that things might feel like they're not happening as quickly as my Aries self would like. And they're happening exactly as they are meant to, and I can trust that. Our next card is Knight of Pentacles. And on this one, a knight is sitting on his horse, facing forward, and he's holding a pentacle in his hand and gazing at it. And there are other knights in the tarot, knight of swords comes to mind, who are moving very quickly. Knights often indicate forward movement, sometimes fast, quick movement. But this knight is a gentler one. So we have another gentle pentacles card. And interestingly, our third card is also pentacles, but I'll get to that in a minute. And 
this night I am learning from Lindsay Mack is a reminder that sometimes in order to move forward swiftly, we have to pull back for a moment. I heard a metaphor from Lindsay, or I'm sorry, not Lindsay, from Tiffany Hahn a couple of years ago about a bow and arrow. So when you want to shoot an arrow, you have to pull back on the bow first before you can let go of the arrow and it moves forward very quickly. So this does feel like a season literally and figuratively in life where I'm having to slow down and be more intentional about these seeds that I'm planting. I spent 2020 starting two business partnerships in addition to my own business, starting a podcast, leaving some organizations I had been part of for a long time. And yeah, none of those are still happening. Of course, all the fuck in, we have one more episode coming out, but all of that has now consolidated into just a few things that I am personally doing, individually doing with total sovereignty in myself. And so if there's any message that you take away from Knight of Pentacles, I would encourage you to think about that bow and arrow metaphor, taking the time to get clear before you move forward. If you're not sure, it's okay to do nothing for a little bit, as long as you don't stay there. That can be very tempting. It's, it can be a little perfectionistic. Think about the how of what you're doing rather than the quantity of all the things that you're doing. Because you're not just hanging around. There's intentional movement. I think about a Pilates class. A lot's happening, but it's very intentional. And if I'm not moving with the reformer in a good alignment, I'm going to hurt my back. <laughs> I'm going to overstretch. It's, it's a very intentional, structured way of moving forward. So this might be a good time, perhaps, to get things in order. If you are an entrepreneur, that bookkeeping this time of year can be really important. So maybe there's some paperwork that needs to happen, hiring a bookkeeper. Maybe your home needs a deep clean to help you just feel refreshed. I love cleaning out my closet. It's one of my favorite things, weirdly, and I love helping other people with it. So maybe it's time to compost some outfits that you find yourself never wearing, right? If you're anything like me, you probably wear the same two pairs of pants every time they're clean. (laughs) I wear the same couple of bras. I don't have a ton of clothes anymore because I've gradually gotten rid of things or donated things that just I never wore. And our final card is more about this harvest. So it doesn't surprise me that I pulled these cards and there's always that skeptical side of my brain that's like, does this stuff even mean anything? And then I have a tarot poll like these three cards of seven of pentacles, knight of pentacles, and our final one, 10 of pentacles, and think, okay, universe, I get it. I believe you. And in this card, you see three generations of people. You see an elder person, you see two middle-aged or adult people, and you see a child, and then two dogs, which I am taking as a sign that Bisa our sweet pit lab mix is finally going to get a sibling because all she cares about y'all all she cares about is other dogs going to the dog park is like taking a little kid to disney world so i'm planting that seed for 2023 that we get visa another dog and i'm thinking about harvesting around earth resources the body maybe not necessarily financially although i hope so I have some big goals I'm working toward, not for the sake of 
hitting six figures in my business or proving to myself that I can do it, although that's valid if that's your thing, it's more about what I'm able to do with that money. Every dollar has a job and I have big plans for it and lots of ways I want to invest in myself, in my family, in community care, in the second dog. And this card, the message is you've done some intentional work. I'm thinking of this card more as where we are heading at the end of this year and into 2023. It's about tiny steps adding up to big shifts over time. You've played a long game rather than going after the sugar rush, sugar high of an immediate gratification way that you have worked. And I also was reading on a blog that Lindsay Mack did about how this card also indicates community care. And when I think about those many generations on the card, it's knowing where we've come from, where we're going, who is around us, and who we are here to show up for to also share this harvest of the seeds that we planted long ago. So on that note, speaking of community care, I am going to be donating 20% of all of my sales between now and this Wednesday, November 30th, and I'll split that 20%, so 10 and 10 evenly between both the GoFundMes for survivors and victims' families in Colorado Springs, as well as an organization called the Hasea Advocate Program. Hasea is a native woman-led organization in Colorado Springs, and it serves indigenous survivors of domestic and sexual violence. And their services include a lot, so one-on-one support, safety planning, education, support groups, financial, legal, and housing support, and then they refer out to other support services that survivors need. So my goal is to really center community in Colorado Springs with all of this giving. I have gift cards for all of the community change agents in your life. Maybe that's you, and this can be something you ask your loved ones to gift you with. You can find that link in my show notes, and you can apply these gift cards to your Take Up Space membership, to one-on-one coaching, any of my workshops, and anything I offer that's not as a guest of colleagues. So can't apply it to skill and action, can't apply it to any guest teaching I do with other folks. But anything that's mine that flows through my business bank account, I am happy to apply gift cards there. I also have an $8 workshop happening Wednesday at 2 Mountain Time on writing effective emails with compassion and clarity. This was rescheduled from last week, given everything that's been happening here in Colorado. Again, the workshop's only $8. It will be recorded if you can't attend live. And I just find November or December a really helpful time to learn new strategies tune up your newsletter, tune up your communication in general, and just get better. Just get better at it. These are not skills that we are intentionally taught as young people. We kind of just figure it out as we go. We all have to email. A lot of us suck at it. Maybe we make them way too long. We miss opportunities to format them more effectively for the reader, or we don't always know which situations call for an email versus a call, versus a voice memo, versus a DM. 
And I am extremely good at all things email because of my career trajectory. So I'm excited to support you in that way. You can find that link, all the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. Please leave a five-star rating and review. That really does help me boost the podcast and all of these stupid algorithms on podcast apps. So if you get support from what I share, and this is totally self-produced, this is free content, I would be so grateful for a five-star rating and even a one-sentence review from you. I will talk to you soon, and in the meantime, take good care.